0: Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you'll hear part one of my conversation with Sam Asensio from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. Today, we have Sam Asensio uh, with us. And Sam is uh, from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. And uh, Sam, nice to meet you. Uh, nice we to meet you. We actually met um, when uh, during the uh, spring 2001 uh, ePortfolio showcase at John Jay. Uh, I, I uh, Gerard uh, Texan, uh, had invited me to to be there, and um, I met uh, several of you who presented that day. You are amazing. You, you all, you were all amazing. I think you were like the second one. I couldn't stay for that long, so I I was able to stay for a few. But I was so happy to have met you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, it, it was it was a fun experience. I've never done a showcase before. That was my first showcase. So well, um, meeting you was it was like a trip. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it was not my first showcase, but it's my first time I had one of these showcases on Twitch. Yeah. I felt um. I felt really young uh, doing it, <laughs> but it was so well done. It was so pro. I mean, they had like all the switching of their cameras, and I think I had like a green room. Like we all had a green room to go to, right?
1: Yeah, it was impressive. I, it was impressive I, yeah. I was blown away. Even I, I'm pretty decent with Twitch, and I was like, wow, I don't even know how they did that. It was, it was amazing. I, I had a great time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and Gerard sounds like I mean, seems like, you know, he's such a great. He's he's so great, and um, uh, I. I, that was genuinely one of the like, funnest uh, showcase events, including those that are in person. So you guys really knocked it out of the park. Um, so I, I was so impressed um, by your work. And um, I think uh, I had already told you that um, uh, the Qnexions is the project, and I, uh, I just absolutely love it. Do you want to? I don't want to. I think you're gonna um, be best to tell us what Qnections is, and uh, um, uh, I, I hope that uh, I hope that people can really pay attention to this because uh, I just find it so incredibly inspiring by by someone who actually founded this. Uh, This uh, is really much more than a portfolio or website or project. It's something much bigger. So please tell us.
1: Sure. So the reason it's called Connections, it actually stands for a larger terminology. It's queer connections. Uh, So that's originally what I kind of started the concept up as. Um, Even before that, it was just kind of just peer to peer mentoring. And then even before that, it was like some sort of LGBT question mentoring project so a lot of it was just me sitting in a room just talking to my friend like and it's very funny because um the reason it's called connections was actually just because i really want to make a really cute logo <laughs> And so I just, I thought I was like, oh, you know, like, I, I really want to do like a Q, like something and design it. And my friend just looked at me and was like, you know, QC stands for Queens College. And I was still determined to stay with the Q, but I was like, I can't get away with this now. So I'm just going to leave it as connections so I can still get that QC in there because I enjoyed it. So it's very funny how it ended up, but a lot of people don't know how to read it because it's a Q apostrophe Onexions the gmail is hell to use i will say when we have to log in but um yeah so that's originally like how the name really came to be but the concept itself was something like four five plus years in the making for me i want to say it was probably my dream my entire college career to do and the pandemic just kind of really let me explore what all of the things that i wanted to do um so I'm, I'm gender fluid I'm a transgender activist um on campus and in New York City and it's just it's it's something that I struggled with my whole life like especially because as a gender fluid person I always say like I'm a minority of a minority of a minority people don't really know what I am people are just like what is that and I spent my whole life trying to explain it to people my mom still doesn't get it to this day I have this joke that I come out every every year at Chili's and she loves it just because she gets the free food um <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But, (laughs) so it's been my whole life trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to come out. I was the first person in my high school to come out. I was, you know, dressing very masculine. I didn't get, you know, the best reception. So it was very, very hard for me in my whole life. I was like, you know, I, I wish I had you know, known. I didn't even really know about my identity until someone else explained to me and I just fit. Like someone was like, I was like, I feel like a guy, but not really a guy. I feel like a girl, but not really a girl. Like I'm so confused. Like I'm just different. And my friend's like, you might be gender fluid. And I was like, what is that? I Googled it and it just stuck. I was the happiest I had ever been in my whole life. And I was like, I want everyone to have this experience. I just, I just never knew how, um, and so, you know, during my sophomore year, I was a peer success coach at John Jay. It's my favorite job. It's the most amazing job in the universe. I get to work with other students. And I was like, you know, it, it, the whole job with being a peer success coach is, is you know, supporting students through their academic journey, you know, helping them through school. And I, I loved it. It helped me. You know, I was a college dropout. It was hard for me. I And, you know, having that support really meant a lot to me. Um, So it was so, so difficult um, in the beginning to kind of think to myself, like, I, being queer and and being a student and being, you know, a different type of student, I I wanted all of that together, but I felt so caught. Um, And God bless uh, the time, the director, who was also my professor, his name is Jay Chopra. He was like, hey, why don't we do this thing called the Student Belonging Project? So a lot of it was pretty much us finding student populations and researching how we can make them belong or how we can support them to belong um, in college settings. And one of the things that I realized with Latinx students and queer students is that a lot of them really need, you know, some kind of familiar bond, some support at the macro and micro levels, you know, the larger scales and the smaller scales. And one of the things that they mentioned um, in a lot of these research articles was mentoring. And it just, to me, I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. But how am I going to get there? So a lot of it was just different types of concepts coming together. At the time, I was um, part of what was then the LGBT club, which we now changed spectra to be more inclusive. Um, And a lot of it was just kind of me saying like, I want to talk to students. I want to help them. So I was sending them like success tips, like here's where to go to school. And it was working. You know, people were liking it, but it was exhausting because I was like running a social media by myself. I was supporting this team. I had my job. I had my family. I was like everywhere, like a thousand places at once. Um, And it was it was stressful. And at the same time, I was like, you know, if there was an LGBT center, this would be more helpful, you know, and and, you know, you never know what to do with an LGBT center. You don't know what to expect. You go in and you're like, ah, rainbow flag. This is perfect. But that's not really what we're looking for. You know, you think that's what you want, but you get there and it's like cookies and and some rainbow cookies and some cupcakes and rainbow flag. And people are like, yeah, it's okay to be gay. You think that's what you need. But when you're someone like me who's just been in this place where you're like, I I need help with school, I'm I'm a first generation, like you have all these intersectionalities, you kind of like, you kind of sit down for a while and you're like, I can't breathe, (laughs) I need help. Um, Mm. And I started to realize with these students, you know, um, they would be like, I really want to do what you're doing, can I try it? And I was like, yeah, like, come sit with me. So we'd be on Zooms, I hosted these things called study halls, I was helping with resumes. And I kind of sat with myself and I, I kept looking at this thing. I created a, something called the Rainbow Paw Project, which was like my whole plan to get this LGB centered happen. And that mentor program was still on there. I was like, faraway dream, somebody else will make it. This is never going to involve me. I'm just, I'll give it to someone, it'll happen. And um, eventually I was sitting with my advisor and I was sitting with my friends and I was like, oh, like this would be so great during a pandemic, like one-on-ones, it could happen. If only someone would do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally my advisor looks at me and i remember we were on twitch this is the best part about it we were on twitch and we were just like hanging out on twitch and he just like turns from his camera and he's just like he looks at the chat he's just like how about you do it and i was like i i could never do this this is impossible he's like just just put it under your club's banner and do it just throw it and i was like okay so i started right off that day and i was like i was using um, different types of apps. I was using Google. I made my own Gmail. I was like calling my friends. I was like, "You, I know you, come here." And my friends were so anxious. They're, like, I could never be a mentor. I'm like, "Are you gay? How long have you been gay? Yeah, That's fine. Come here. Like, oh, you Come here. Um, I, like, I, you didn't even qualify. Right? I was just like, you're an ally. You'll teach other people how to be. Come here. Like, I was just calling people. I was like, I'll give you like free food. Like, whatever. Just come with me and. Um, you know, I was calling my friends. I was grabbing people left and right. People didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like, it's just going to happen. It's going to be like the Disney world. Like, I didn't care. It just had to happen. So I, was, I had this, like, ragtag group of, like, underdog queers that were like, we're going to do something. We're going to be professors. And I was excited. Um, and so one of the things for me is, like, I kind of sat for a while and I, I wanted to create these pillars. Um, so one of the things that I always say with Connections is we have four buds. Because uh, I see everyone like a little garden. You know, a lot of LGBT folks we grow. Coming out is a growing process. A lot of people think it's like, ah, you kick in the door, you're done. (laughs) That's that's not how it works. I know I came out that way. Like, literally, I came out kicking a closet door in, but that's not (laughs) the way everyone goes. Um, I'm just that person. (laughs) But You know, you don't have to follow my story. And I realize, like, you know, a lot of people think, like, I have to be this, there's this, there's these all these markers that are like, I, like, you're going to get an official queer card at the DMV. Like, it's not going to happen. We'd like it to, but it's not going to happen. And so we want to feel affirmed. We want to feel wanted. Um, so for me, I just wanted to create that space. So, you know, I sat there and I was like, queer connections, we're going to connect with each other. You know, maybe you'll tell me your story. We'll share. We're all sit in a circle and, and we're going to learn something together. And, you know, me being trans, I had to learn a lot of the times in my life. Um, you know, how to stand up in a classroom and say, that's that's not my pronouns. Like, that's not my name. This is who I am and you're going to respect it. I am your student, you know? Um, and it's a scary process. You know, you're going up against authority a lot. Um, and so a lot of it was like all of us just being these these sque- scared little LGBT folks trying to do our best to support each other. But at the end of the day, it was, it was about family. So I, I realized I sat with myself and I was like, okay, I want four things that really mean a lot in coming out and, and having a journey. And those were the buds, you know, we were growing as, as, as people, we're growing mm-hmm. as a garden. So, you know, I, I had to give up my, my QC logo and I made a little kind of plant. So connections is very green that I made the connections very, very green. I made the education very green. Um, and, you know, it's very tech based because we, we were in tech at the mm-hmm. time, everything was tech based. And so finally I, I created these four buds and it's, it's called Cali because um, it's easy to remember, but it stands for community, Advocacy, leadership, and identity, which is the core parts of discovering who you are. You know, like community is obviously building that community around you. You're not gonna like everybody, but a lot of queer people have something called their chosen families, their chosen names. You know, this is who you choose to be, who you want to be with. These are people who are going to lead you your whole life. Um, a lot of people call me dad and I'm only a couple years older than, than them because I will protect them. I'll be there no matter what. Um, and I love them just like they're my own kids. And it's crazy to think that that's the kind of family I have now, but that's that's the experience and it's, it's a beautiful thing to be in. Um, and, you know, learning to advocate for yourself is is standing up. It's, it's having self-care. A lot of queer people... Um, you know, they tend to get into a lot of situations that can be very painful to them, traumatizing and re-traumatizing. And, you know, never, no one ever really asks like it's, or tells you that it's okay to, to cry, to, to be hurt, to say that this yeah. hurts, to say that this is not okay. Um, and, you know, when it comes to leadership. You know, it's learning when to step back and learning when to step forward and, and learning when to, to step that in between. Um, my boss calls it dance floor theory, where right? it's like, you know, you take someone with you in the party or sometimes you're a wallflower or sometimes you're the person doing, you know, the sprinklers <laughs> in the middle of the room. You know, it's, it's whatever it is. And, you know, identity is, is is who we are. It's it's constantly changing. You're never going to fit in a box. But, you know, knowing who you are and, and identifying with who you are is was really a core part of how all of that <laughs> happened. It was, it was a long journey, but um, it's kind of where it landed.
0: So you, what did you study and how did you know how to do this? Does it even have anything to do with what you study? <laughs>
1: Oh, it's funny that you say that. So, I I originally started out as forensic science because in my head I was like, I'm gonna be, you know, that that crime person on A and E or whatever that show is. I was I was so determined, like my like my mother. I was like, give me a microscope. This is my life. You'll never see me. I'll be locked away in a lab. Uh, I was so determined, and when I got to John Jay, I tried out the classes, and it, I did well. I just didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. I felt unhappy. Um, so I kept trying to try different things of my life. I went to English because I was like, that's my passion. I'm going to be a poet. I, I, I continue to think these things. It's very funny because I get so passionate, but that it just it never clicks for me the right way. Um, so I did English and I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to protect people. Didn't work out like I just I liked it. But again, it was like it just didn't. There was just like that spark that just didn't spark for me. Um, and so that's kind of where I was. I was an English major with an art minor. None of those things like like the art minor helped a lot with the design aspect, but everything else was there wasn't much there. Um, And so I really think it was being a peer success coach that helped a lot because it was the first time I've kind of gotten a taste of education and student support and academic support services. Um, And so, you know, sitting there, I kind of was like, it's time to make a career path change. So I actually currently now I have my own concentration, my own major that John Jay let me make. Um, and it stands for Queer Education Reform. And my second concentration is Social Activism and Innovation. So I'm very happy where I landed. But it definitely just kind of like connections was its own discovery process to realize, like, I want to be an educator. I want to be in these spaces. I want to be in student support services. I want to be an admin. Like, I love this. I love queer stuff. But even back then, like, even before starting connections, I was like, yeah i'm I'm trans, but like I would never super be an advocate for that like i don't like I don't see myself in that and so the the path that I took was was a really long journey in the pandemic, but I've enjoyed it and it was beautiful and I don't regret a single moment of it but I did wish I know about this major stuff earlier
0: you know uh it's amazing that you basically just created your own major a major and a minor did you say
1: it's a double concentration it's, it's yeah. a double
0: yeah So that's, that's, that's insane. That's, I don't, I, you know, there are schools that sort of are structured to do that. I didn't think John Jay was structured to do that. So I think you just willed it to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's, it's something called a CUNY BA. So it's all of CUNY so I can take Mm -hmm. like any classes anywhere in New York. So it's, it's kind of like a passport and I, I wish I had done it earlier, but I'm so excited to start this new journey in my life.
0: Well, maybe maybe through this, more people would know about it because I I can only imagine how many people would would want to do that, you yes. know, in all different directions. Um, I I am just like amazed by the the level of um, maturity, but but also just the almost like a sense of like almost like you have this this. Very clear sense of this is I I can do this I'm I can be good at this but it didn't click and so I'm going to go keep I'm going to look for something that does I, I think it's a uh, for for a lot of people not just young people but you know like all of different ages and different with different experiences um, it takes us almost like certain. I don't know both personality and bravery and and um maybe maybe it's a some some sort of sixth sense to to identify and 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 sort of hone in on it and and just like grab it and 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 run with it you know and I think that like the fact that you try different things and you go oh I'm trying this and it didn't work try this didn't work um I almost feel like that is a is a is an is an amazing skill. What made you? What What do you think made you, um. Develop that. Were you like that when you were a kid?
1: Um. Sort of, like, I'll be honest, I, my life is very strange. I was actually a semi-professional soccer player before I even went to college. My father was a semi-professional soccer player my brother was. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to go to England, play for Arsenal. I was supposed to do all these things. And I I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely thought this was my, there's like a bunch of trophies in my room from when I was like 18. This literally, I thought this was my life calling. Um, but I was in a mix at the time, you know, I uh, I was always kind of between schooling and soccer, like I'd be doing like, did y'all know, like, you know, if you do this physics thing, like our goalposts and everyone would look at me like, shut up. <laughs> like Why are you doing physics during soccer practice, but I would also be really good that I was getting like Olympic player points that I made it to the states at the time. Um, and so I was like, around, like next to professional players, I was qualified to go. And I just something my dad just like kind of like looked at me this man who had been my hero who was a professional before me who had trained me my whole life looked at me and he's like this is not your path and like I remember I had put up my hand I want to be a professional soccer player I was like this is my life and he just slowly put down my hand and he's like this is not for you I know that it's not for you and I was so frustrated at him like. You trained me. You were my coach. You were my dad. Like, you did this. My brother did this. You never stopped him. Like, I thought it was this big thing. And my dad is like, it's not because, you know, you have this passion for something. And, and you you know, I was doing college courses um, at NJCU at this thing called Proyecto Science. I was doing engineering courses when I was like 13. I was exploring a lot of things. I was so excited. And he's like, if you do soccer, it's going to become your whole life and you're not going to experience learning. And I remember at the time I had gotten into this, this like the the best school in the state of New Jersey. It was like this big deal to get in and I didn't want to go. And my dad was like, go like do this, follow your dream. And I I didn't understand really at all. Um, And so I definitely kind of had this attitude of like frustration, confusion, like even out of high school, I was just like it's all about grades. It's not really about passion. I was frustrated. I was angry. Like I didn't even want to go to college. I was, I was so angry at the world. Like I just had so much. Like I don't get it. Like I feel lost. Um, and I definitely think it was it was definitely SAS that kind of like awakened in this this thing with me because I remember sitting um, like we had like classes at the time and we were talking about growth mindset versus stable mindset. And I remember they had asked me something about like how I feel about classes, and I was like, well, I see life as two things: either a hoop or a portal then they were like confused at me and I was like well a hoop is something you jump through a portal is an experience so even if I hate something I'm going to make it all the way through to the end because then I can complain about every single aspect of it and that was an experience um, so you know I, I kind of see everything as something I, I wanted to try like I liked law but I didn't know till I kept trying and I was like not for me I, I liked forensic science but I didn't like it and stopped liking it until I was like okay there's a point where it wasn't for me and I was just trying my hands at everything and I realized like I don't think I would have had this mindset if it If it wasn't like, you know, something I realized I could have, like, I definitely think I came from a background where it was like, oh, it's all academics it's all grades, it's about being the top percent and culling the rest and it was a sad existence for me because I was like, I want to hear everyone's opinions like I want to explore like I want to get like down and dirty like I want to fail but it felt like I was not allowed or I was not supposed to fail. Mm-hmm. Me coming from a soccer player background who would like have terrible, like I would score my own team by accident, it'd be horrible, but I'd still have to get up and play. Like, you know, so it's like, yeah. like, you know, these two different worlds I I, wasn't really mixing with at the time. Um, so I definitely think it was my job. It was being in a peer success it definitely changed the entirety of my life. And, you know, everything I learned there is about supporting a student. But I think the thing they don't tell you about that job is you also learn to support yourself um, in different ways. So I definitely think that they helped my mindset, but they definitely strengthened it to tell me like this was okay and that sense of identity really helped.
0: Isn't it amazing that, you know, you have these, you know, parts of life that offers you, you know, like you you went to school or you went to supposedly, you know, the greatest schools or wherever, you know, like the, the places where you think that learning is going to happen or you that's where you expect. Maybe it doesn't happen there, but it happens somewhere else. And it's just by... And, and I think that it takes people who has sensitivity like you, who can identify them and and take advantage of these opportunities. Because I think that many people uh, uh, may may be, um, may have actually the same opportunities, but they don't know that it's there because they're not looking, you know. And I think in some sense, in your in your case, uh, because of the success that you've had, you know, uh, as a soccer player, for example, um, but you were so, you had such strong feelings um, about things that you like and you don't like, and things that you, you know, you're meant to do, and things that you weren't meant to do, um, that that it just made you look in a in a more, um, I don't know I want to say critical ways, but in, in a way that that makes you makes you look even deeper than what just was expected, you know, or what made sense on paper.
1: Absolutely. I I definitely think I I learned that from my father. Um, You know, he came here, did not know any English. And he told me the story about he literally traded Spanish rice to learn English. And he's like, nobody expected me to learn it. Nobody believed in me. And I learned it. And he would tell me about how he would look at cars and like do the license plate letter by letter. He would write everything down on post-it notes and he's like, just do the unexpected. And I think to me, I was like, you know, there's my dad who could be a plumber, but at the same time is also doing this high, you know, business class job. And I, I definitely think he definitely was an inspiration for that kind of thinking for me. It was very exploratory.
0: He sounds like an amazing guy. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I I was gonna say that, um, I mean, coming into this conversation, I was I was thinking, you know, there's so much to uh, to talk about in terms of identity, um, but also the your ability to organize this. I mean, just just maybe give give us a sense of um, uh, connections. It's there's a there are a lot of mentors now involved with this. Can you tell, give us a sense of like, like what, like how big it is, and like what is this organization like at John Jay?
1: Sure. So um, originally it was this was just students. So it was just me, the director, the founder, the person who knew everything, teaching everyone, and we would make Google slides, and we would meet two days. We we'd meet one day, and we meet two times. So we'd meet at eight a.m. and we'd meet at twelve. So everyone had a chance to try it. And it was just us talking about things like, oh, here's what I do in class. Here's what to do this. And there was like 15 mentors. None of us knew what we were doing. We'd like be on a WhatsApp chat trying to organize. It was so messy in the beginning. Um, <laughs> we weren't paid for this. It was just us, you know, as queer people coming together to be like, we're going to help other queer people. Um, and it was like people, people would have mentors who were like older than them, younger than them, who they knew they didn't know. Um, but I remember for me, it was a lot of like building off what I knew. It was like, okay, in SAS, this is like how I pick my mentees. This is not going to work because this is 15 people. Um, and my boss definitely helped a lot being like, here's an idea. Here's where you can go with this. So a lot of it was like me on Google spreadsheets, trying to figure this out, trying to do this. Um, And now it's like 56 students and the same 15 mentors. And now they're getting paid, you know, they're getting paid a good like what, $2,000 stipend, I think it is. They have a full-time director. They have to go through a contract now. And I remember back then my contract was just basically just like, don't do anything weird. Please don't get me in trouble. I'm trying my (laughs) best. Like just sign here. This is a Google document. that is not even notarized, but like I will yell at you. Just don't do it. And (laughs) I tried to scare people by making this this contract i i remember just typing it up on a google doc and it was just we tried to make it look super official we had a thing for signatures and people were like emailing them to me texting me contracts like no one found that suspicious i guess but at the time it was just it was a lot of like showing like it was like puffing up like we were this bigger thing than we actually were but it worked um i remember we had like little virtual graduation and we had these little like yeah we use this thing called um gather town it was like a little video game so we we had them do their final presentations we were going to grade them and i told all my mentors i was like they're all going to pass like i hope you know that like they were here they made it they're going to pass but I, I even failed a student on the list, like graduation i looked at him i was like this is an f and he was like so terrified i was like for fantastic and <laughs> everyone was <laughs> everyone was so mad he was so mad at me he was my favorite one of my favorite mentees um uh, but back then it was, it was literally just 15 of us on a little group chat sometimes getting on zoom and just using google slides and trying to talk things out and using google docs a lot of it was like google docs google slides and like writing things and talking it was it was like therapy but like also a learning experience but it was just literally like 15 of us total like we had all these titles like we had mentor director admin but that was just like you're the person who puts it on education you're the person who texts everyone like that's your job but none of us knew what we were doing it was we didn't even know what a mentor was at the time like what is a queer mentor but we had the term They was the first we were the first so um it, it was messy but it was it was fun it was it was very fun but now it's 56 students who are just telling me about the program and they have to go through an interview process it's very serious now and i love it I, like we're like i think we're like one of the only colleges i know that have it and i'm like just i'm just like yes we're the best <laughs> This concludes part one of our conversation with Sam Asensio from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. To hear part two, please be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanetius and Amanda Driscoll. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for watching.